any time that I'm asked to pray, any time that I'm asked to come up and share, I'll never turn it down. I won't turn it down because, Kara, thank you guys, because how can a song share my gratefulness? How can a song share my love? And that should be in all of our hearts. That should be God's goodness, God's gratefulness to us and for us and coming out. So I'm very excited to be here. I'm happy to be here. Today's message is called, Remember When. You remember when long hair was in? With bell bottoms? You remember the TV programs in the past? Remember happy days where the Fonz was going to jump over the Grand Canyon? Some are going yes and some are going like, I have no idea what you're talking about. I remember the Beverly Hillbillies and Jethro Bodine. He was a big strapping lad. And in one episode, he was to throw the baseball 110 miles an hour. i tell you about this one, Matthew. And a Los Angeles Dodgers scout, Mr. Leo DeRocher, came out to watch him throw. And sure enough, he threw 100 miles an hour. But he had a foreign substance. He had possum grease. So he couldn't pitch in the big leagues. And so there went his opportunity. Some of you might relate to the TV programs when the boy meets world and Corey and Topanga and all the situations that they were caught in. in. Yeah. I'm also reminded about my phone. As you have your iPhones and every once in a while they'll say the memories that come back. The things that you think about. And sure enough, I get a memory of my wife. And their pictures just keep coming up. And then it goes through this beautiful collage. And I say, well, I want to save that. And the phone says, oops, you're out of storage. But for $1.99 a month, we can help you with that. I'm also reminded of our mission trips to Mexico. I'm reminded when I would sit at the McDonald's restaurant with Mr. Greg Fry, and we would all gather before crossing over. And then I'm reminded of the, the morning that we rode in the back seat with Miss Ann Sanford. And Miss Ann and Norma Jean and I were drinking coffee, and we looked at Miss Ann and said, Do you drink coffee? And her response was, No, I'm a Christian. And we're looking at each other like, Norma G, she got us. And, and she startled us that morning. And to this day, it's still remembered. And also, on these mission trips, Norma Jean and I got into the habit that every time we crossed the border, we had to have an international kiss. So, yeah. I remember the bread of life in the church and the skits that we used to have. And thank you, Miss Holly Fry. Because if you can think back, we were up here, we were running our skits, and I still remember Valerie Irwood saying, ¿Dónde está mi moneda? As she was quoting from the parable of the lost coins. And let me ask you, do you remember the first time that you heard the words of the old rugged cross? 
And that you would cling on to the old rugged cross and exchange it one day for a crown. What about the first time you understood the song of amazing grace? You remember that? How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. It was powerful. It was the words amazing grace. God's grace. How about more recently the song I Can Only Imagine? And I can only imagine what it would be like when you got to heaven. He says, would you fall on your knees? Would I be, even be able to speak at all? I can only imagine. But the Bible shares words of remembering as well. In the book of Genesis, chapter 9, 14 through 15. He says, whenever I bring the clouds over the earth and the rainbow appears in the clouds, I will remember my covenant between me and you and all the living creatures of every kind. Never again will the waters become a flood to destroy all of life. Again, I will remember my covenant. This is God's words between me and you. And it's because of his love. And we can look back onto our wedding day and say, I remember that. I remember the commitment that I made with my spouse. In the book of Isaiah, Isaiah 43, beginning in verse 16, he says, This is what the Lord says. He who made a way through the sea, a path through the mighty waters, who drew out the chariots and the horses and the army, and the reinforcements together. And they lay there never to rise again, extinguished and snuffed out like a wick. He says, see, I am doing a new thing. And now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. The wild, honor, the wild animals honor me. The jackals and the owls. Because I provide water in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. I give my drink to my people, my chosen, the people I formed for myself, that they may proclaim my praise. And then he asked us, and he tells us, yet you have not called on me. You have not wearied yourselves for me. You have not brought me sheep for burnt offerings, nor honored me with your sacrifices. I have not burdened you with grain offerings, not worried you with demands for incense. You have not bought me any fragrance for me, or lavished on me the fat of your sacrifices. But you have burdened me with your sins, and worried me with your offenses. Again, he also uses the phrase, Stiff-necked people. And again, we have to reevaluate our lives. We have to rethink our actions daily. We have to continuously worry about our thoughts. Because we are sinners. But we're no different from these people who have not called on Him. 
We are no different from the people who He now has to worry over us because of our thoughts, because of our actions. But again, it's because of God's love. Because He finally says in verse 25, I, even I am He who blots out your transgressions for my sake and remembers your sins no more. What troubles do you have? What worries are we bringing to the table? What issues are there? Flat tires? Flu-like symptoms? Can't find a piece of jewelry? A bad test grade? Pride? News of an illness among a loved one. The passing of a family member. What troubles you? Being alone? Indecisiveness? Selfishness? Fearful? Regretful? Anguish? Headaches? Financial struggles, these are all real. What is the thorn in your side? How's your relationships in your family doing? How's your health? How's your marriage? How are we in praying for a new pastor? Okay, these are all realities. These are the things that we go through. But I'm going to share with you back in Isaiah at the beginning, because he goes on and says, this is, the Lord, this is what the Lord says, He who made a way, and He will. He who has created a path, and He says He did it through mighty waters. You know what happened in the story. And you may feel that way sometimes. With heavy waters just rushing at you. you. You may feel that you're without a way. God knows, what you're, God knows where you're at. And He tells you, see, I'm doing a new thing. Call on me. Do not worry yourselves. Honor me. Because I love you, is what He says. So, what keeps us from getting to that point of a deeper and closer relationship? And some of those I probably just mentioned. Pride, the kingdom of self versus the kingdom of God. Selfishness. It's all about me. It's a fast fix. I can do it. How's your prayer life? What is your commitment? And again, what's your words? We thank you, Lord, for making these and everything else a possibility. We thank you, Lord, that one day we will have a new pastor in our church. 
who will lead us, who will guide us, who will teach us, who will share with us, who will build a relationship with us. He'll walk through, it, through us with all of our issues. And we long for that day. And not only for those of us who are aging out, but for the younger ones to be a leader, a shepherd, to, to not only lead us in the elderly age on the, on the way out, if you will, but what about your grandchildren who still will be coming to this church? The, the, those are the ones that I think the elders need to be praying for as well. It's not just us today. Because in the end, I'm going to tell you, in three years from today, we want to remember this day because we're going to come to the Lord and pray about what is to happen and how it's to happen. God will bless us. I also have the heart of a teacher. I have the heart of a coach. So I don't want you to go without any reasoning to say, well, you stood up there and convinced us of our guilt. That's not what I was trying to do. But you didn't tell us what to do. You didn't give us an answer. So as we look at the book of Proverbs... And in my teacher's mentality, in my coach's mentality, the word pro means good, means active. And, and the verb, proverb, that second word is an action word. So it's to do good. I understand there's 31 proverbs, one for each day of the month. That's what I've heard. So what is it? What is it that we have to do? Let me take Proverbs 8, if you will. Proverbs 8.1 Does not wisdom call out? Does not understanding raise her voice? Okay. So you can go back and hear all about this flat tire and flu-like symptoms and, and, and indecisiveness. And so where are you getting your answers from? Where are you looking to help for your help from? Again, God says, I made a covenant with you. I love you. Forget your worrisomes. Give it to me. Wisdom. And as you put more and more time on certain issues that you have, if you put more and more time on addressing the things and the situations that are in front of you. We'll get it done. You'll get it done. God will reveal these things to you. Stay in prayer. And he will. What, what does understanding mean to you? When he says, does not understanding raise her voice? You remember back in the cartoons when you had a little devil on one side and a little angel on the other side and they were both telling you what to do? Well, you got to knock this devil guy off. And you got to start listening to this guy over here. Because that's wisdom. And that's understanding. That's the relationship. And then the word says also, let those who have ears to hear, hear. 
And those who have eyes to see, see. Because we have struggles, because we have challenges, with God, without God. I'll take them with God. I'll take them because I'll have what he defines himself as a counselor, a friend, a father. That's, that's the side that I choose on. Open your minds. Make a game plan. I, I know life keeps coming at you. You know, I'll look around this room and, and I'll see the businesses that you're in. I'll start with Mark. He needs rain sometimes and sometimes he doesn't need rain. You know, the builders in this family, church family, you need work and work's got to come. I look at Max in the back there. We pray for you, Max. You have a dangerous job, and thank you for standing up and doing that. We all have challenges, and we have to build our relationship. I'll look at Coach right here. He's got 60 little third graders right in front of him, pulling on his jersey. He said, what are you going to do? You've got to be able to do that. And how do you do that? You go with structure. I'll look at Gabby, a Ph.D., Biomedical engineering, I have no idea what you're doing. But I'm sure you're doing it. And Gabby, you need prayer. We all need prayer. Proverbs 8, 4 says, To you, O people, I call out. That's each of us. He says, To you, O people, I call out. You who are sitting right here in front of me, me. He's calling us out. He says, I raise my voice to all mankind. That's us. Wisdom understanding, and now he's calling us. He's inviting us. And he always will. Because he loves us. And I remember the day in a skit where Miss Holly taught, for the wages of sin is death. That was in a skit. And I haven't forgot that. The wages of sin is death. Proverbs 8, 5 through 8. You who are simple, gain prudence. And in our younger days, I was simple. In my younger years, I was simple. I was simple because I wasn't doing what God wanted me to do. Because wisdom came, discernment came, understanding came. And we change and move away from our simple ways. And we're going to move forward. From our simple ways, one day with a new pastor, we're claiming victory. I want us to remember where we've been and to know where we're headed. I want us to recall this day because we all prayed. And then God speaks to us directly. He says, six, I, for I have trustworthy things to say to you. Listen. Ears to hear, for I have trustworthy things to say to you. I know you struggle. I struggle. I know I have challenges. That's what my prayer time's for. That's what your prayer time should be for. You don't do this alone. Choose God. Be with God. He says, I have trustworthy things to say. These are from God. This is not advice from your friend. 
This is not advice from the commercial on TV telling you to go ahead and do it. This is not. This is God's words, God's advice to us. We do not want to do our homework and do our research about a new pastor without prayer. We don't. We meet and we pray and we ask God to come into us. Spirit of the living God, fall upon us as we answer your call. As we answer the decision for the Bread of Life Church. That's you and you and you and me. That's for all these empty seats to be filled one day. That's for a praise and worship team up here to be just declaring. Love it. It's coming. It's going to happen. It's going to come soon. But we're not going to go without prayer. We're not going to do this because of what we think. We're making decisions and we're making choices based on prayer. I open my lips to speak what is right. Verse 7 says, my mouth speaks what is true, for my lips detest wickedness. All these words from my mouth are just, none of them is crooked or perverse. I remember one Easter morning, Pastor Ron spoke of the resurrection of Jesus. It was Easter. It was the empty tomb. It was the resurrection. It was a defining event. It was God's event sharing life. Life given from God. The book of Luke 16.25 says, For whoever wants to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for me will find it. And that day, Pastor Ron went out to explain that Resurrection Sunday was about a few openings. One was the opening of the tomb. Two was the opening of eyes. As you recall in the story, the two men invited Jesus to go and break bread. And as he did, and as he broke the bread, Their eyes were opened. And three, he opened their minds to understanding the Scripture. Verse 32 says, Were not our hearts burning within us while we talked with us on the road and opened up Scripture to us? So again, we're in prayer. We want the empty pulpit filled. We want our prayer to be for our eyes and our ears to be opened. And then we want for our minds to understand His Word as we choose and as we decide. In honoring and glorifying God and in unity of prayer, and I'm going to finish with this last concept, opening Scriptures, I'll use it again. I remember when Pastor Ron spoke. And he spoke in the, in the book of Chronicles. The second book of Chronicles, chapter 5. If you can recall, when King Jehoshaphat was given terrifying news, that the enemies were all around him. 
They were about to annihilate them. And what did he do? He called his people. He called his nation to come in prayer. We're calling you today in several different sizes, in several different groups. We're calling you today to come to prayer by yourself. Come to prayer with your spouse. Come to prayer with your family. Come to prayer with your larger extended family. Come to prayer as a church body to help us to pray for the elders. You see, because after that nation gathered a prayer, the crisis was over. The enemies were gone. It was victory. And we want to claim that victory as well. And to tell you that this prayer is the strongest weapon we have. We're coming upon a decision that we need to make. And we ask you to join us in prayer as, as our new pastor leads us. I want us to say, I remember when as we're marching forward in God's will. Let's pray. Father God, we just come to you, thanking you, glorifying your name. We remember the covenant you made for us. You made for us personally. You made it for our families. And you'll make it for the Bread of Life Church. Your word, Lord, says that you will make a way. And you will provide a path. Lord, we ask you to do a new thing. Lord, we ask you that you give us the eyes to see and the ears to hear. Lord, the only plunder we claim is your glory, is your victory, is your resurrection in our lives and for our church. Lord, we just thank you. We worship you and praise you. In your name we pray. Amen. Hello. <laughs> Thank you, Derek. Testimonies are very powerful because they're the experience we have. And when the Lord does.